really, really stressing making that level 10 and, and finally did. So stoked on that. Got my two level 10s and, and just ready for the, the ID mint to start going, man. Bro, I am so um, I'm so excited for you, man. Uh, um, I have absolutely loved having you um, be a part of this journey. Um, you're super active in the community in the creeps community. Um, you know, I'm, I'm active in several others, but I just love your, your conviction on stuff. Um, when you were asking, you know, could you get on the show? I was like, damn, where do I fit this guy in? But I wanted to absolutely, um, make sure I, I fit you in because I know you're a man of conviction. Um, if there's something that you believe in, um, you know, you, you're, you're an all in kind of guy. And I, and I love that. Um, why don't we go ahead and, uh, introduce our other speakers as well. Or let them introduce themselves. How are you doing today? I got somebody behind the the Canadao account. Did we get? Yeah, have we been able to pull them up? Did we pull up Jesse? Uh, I thought uh, that I had. Let me see here. Let me get Jesse here. pulled up too. Got you both uh, coming up here. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? What's awesome. up, Canadao? So uh, you're the man behind the scenes. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Let everybody know who you are, what you're about. What's up? What's up, man? No, I'm Chris. Um, yeah, I've been working with Canada for a bit now, kind of on a lot of the marketing, backend, socials, community, things like that for it. Um, again, once after meeting the two of the main Canada contributors, Eric and James, it really is just kind of an amazing team and what they're trying to do and put together here. And um, really not just what they plan to do, but what they have the track record of being able to do. So again, it's exciting to kind of join an A-level team, especially, again, especially for somebody like me. And it's, I was, more than happy to jump at the opportunity and we're, we're really excited we'll have eric here too um which is one of the two primary canon contributors in about 10 minutes all right cool so he, I, yeah i know he's excited i know he really wants to um kind of introduce himself to everyone tell a little bit more about our project and what our plans are especially with our kind of rush to mint canna farm in a few weeks so as soon as he gets here i'll let him get the first crack at that I can help answer any questions. I love it. And just so just so everybody on the panel knows, hey, uh, I got to let you know, this is a super chill show. Uh, there's no need to, like, force information out as fast as you possibly can. Uh, we're here to to learn and grow. See what I did there? Do you see what I did there? And, I like uh, it. I like it. <laughs> and uh, as all things that, uh, that grow, man, it requires a little bit of time um, So and a little bit of patience. So um, hang tight. Super loose around here. It's not a it's not a um you know um you know it, it, we're, we're not on a time constraint unless you all are um but pr but pretty much you know we're, we're gonna be able to hang out and talk so i don't want anybody to feel like they have to like i really need to say this point right now as fast as I, you know you don't even have to bro we're all gonna um chill hang out love life uh and, and enjoy this moment together you heard well, luckily, I talk really slow. So okay, fun. perfect. Uh, Jesse, what's up, homie? <laughs> what up? I love life. Yeah, <laughs> bro, me too, bro. Life is awesome. We're lucky to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, thanks for having us. And uh, yeah, I I built uh, I built a machine that makes it easy for anyone to grow cannabis and um, off an app, and uh, and it's only launched through our NFT. Uh, which we're working with with Hamza on because Hamza's the man, and we connected with Canada because that's what you do. Uh, Canada is an awesome platform that that's being built right now and is built. Play to earn games, the first game in the Canaverse, and uh, we're happy to to join the Canaverse. 
bro i'm i'm i love i love hearing that about your app and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that um in a little bit especially because as somebody who's always wanted to grow um just not having the know-how uh because it, i mean it's an art form man i mean it's it's it, it is a stem field right science technology engineering and math right um being a botanist it just is um and uh it, it's never been i, I grew up I grew up in the times where we would get really shitty shagweed, uh, Mexican dirt weed, doggy, uh, and uh, it would come with tons of seeds. And it, it, I wasn't really great at growing them. Whatever, whatever came out, it, it it didn't do much for me. I'll tell you that. Um, so I'm excited to to learn more about that, man, um, bro. Is and I think we got everybody right on the panel. I think if we can pull up uh, the Crypto Grow account, too, you got it. We'll get them up. We'll get them up. Well, let me first follow back. That would be polite. Let me see here. That is a speaker. Um, all right. Let me see here. Let's see what else we got. All right. So on the call, we've got Humzo. We got Crypto. I apologize. We got Jesse. Uh, we got Crypto Grow NFT, and we got Canada. Um, so the first thing uh, I think we have everybody except for the next ten minutes. We got to wait for um, somebody to to jump on, which is going to be awesome. But the first thing that I want to ask is, tell me a little bit about uh, the the project itself, Canada. That that's the first thing I want to tackle right now is understanding that component. Yeah, I'd like to bring on. I'd like to bring up one more person. Uh, he's he's in there. Church, if you could raise your hand to to join us. Church is is a buddy, and he's he, he's a badass, and. Um, He's been working with Canada and has a lot of really good information. Let's see. Church, if you request to speak, I'm happy to bring you up. Let's go to church. Let's go to church. Let's go to church, dog. You need it after smoking all the shagweed. But. <laughs> I, need a brand, I need a brand new baptism, dog. <laughs> yeah. Luckily enough, the, um, the token that powers the cannabis is seed. So this time you'll be happy when you get seed <laughs> in your crop. So. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, beautiful, bro. I think we got everybody. Well, we're going to be waiting on one more person, right? Is that correct? Yeah, Eric. Uh, I think Eric's waiting for, uh, for the inaugural 420. All and right. uh, he'll be popping in. But beautiful. Uh, yeah, ch- Church, why don't you have a chat? Hey guys, nice to be here. Yeah, church. How's everyone doing today? Oh, we got. Are you from uh, uh, London or Australia? Uh, Australia. Australia, mate. All right, mate. That's what's up. I'm so curious. You're gonna. I, I've asked uh, several people. The answer I get is like, "Well, how do you think everybody else gets it?" But where do you guys get weed in Australia, man? How does it? Uh, who's growing it for you? Does it just grow wild out there? What? How does that work? Uh, it's a bit of an interesting case in Australia. Weed is. Um, Cannabis is uh, decentralized, uh, sorry, decriminalized here, slip of the tongue. It's it's something that it's not necessarily legal for people to have, but typically illegal to grow at any any production or commercial scale. Uh, so weird that they do that, right? Just a weirdo thing to do. Just a weirdo, like, it's totally legal, bro, but, like, also illegal, bro. <laughs> I never get it, man. Um, these guys right. and their laws, man, so weird. Um, so what is your what is your role within the Canada, bro? I've been helping Canada with a, a bunch of the DAO strategy and uh, the the seed design for tokenomics. 
Ah, so is that the so when you say the seed design, are you talking about the cool little graphic that we see, or are you talking about um, the the actual tokenomics of it all? Get it? Tokenomics. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Play play on words. Uh, seed, seeding the tokenomics. Um, that's actually getting the, the the base design for the ecosystem. How the how the token is going to work, and and how some of the gameplay and the the wider ideas that we want to put into place are going to function. Beautiful. So your role is is big on the the tokenomics field, um, figuring out how the coin is going to work within the ecosystem, uh, how that's going to play out, what people are going to be able to do with it. Am I understanding correctly? Absolutely. Beautiful, bro. Um, all right, man. So who here can uh, kind of tell me, uh, walk me through the, the Canadao project itself? Because there's a lot going on here, right? We have the Canadao, um, we have the Crypto Grow NFT. Um, and so I'm trying to, I want to I tackle these one at a time. So let's go with Canadao yeah. first. Yeah, and I can break that pretty simple for you. So instead of just a typical DAO, we really wanted to break this up into kind of a three pillar ecosystem. Um, we have the DAO, which is going to be, again, the governance DAO. We're going to have the Caniverse, which is going to be powered by Seed, and the entry portal of that is with Canifarm, which is minting in June. And then we're going to have a, we have a real-life agricultural fund called Earth420. Earth420 we'll dive into in a little bit, but we are really, really excited. That's going to be a differentiator um, for us in the space, especially how it's going to kind of back the other two pillars of our ecosystem. So. That we're excited for right now, though. Again, all the folks we're pushing, we're we're getting ready to. We rolled out the new creative for marketing today. Um, Canna Farm is going to launch in June. We're really, really excited. The story is awesome. Um, so it's going to be a little more detailed than a typical kind of in lore style than a lot of the play to earn games you see. So we can we can dive into that. But yeah, that's going to be the entry point in the whole kind of structure. Okay, the Canna Farm is going to be the entry point, right? Yeah. So we mint Canna Farm. That's going to allow you to um, work within the Canada ecosystem, right? Or, or that's going to be your token to be able to vote within the token uh, within the Canada system. Is that right? Or will it yield? Um, will that Canna, uh Will that yield uh, seed that lets you vote? How, how is that working? So seed isn't the governance token which lets you vote. I can let church actually dive a little bit more specifically well, well, into how. I swear to God, we'll get to seed in just a minute. The first thing <laughs> I want to do, absolutely, because there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces here, and I want to make sure I understand it. Because if I understand it, then I know um, and I'm not the brightest guy. So I know if I understand it, then other people understand it as well. So we got the the Canada. Um, there's a there. Is that the that's the that's going to be what you can vote on? What it is that you can do? What exactly will folks be voting on? A lot of what we want to do is we want to use Canada to build a uh, Bloomberg of cannabis style portal. Um, and I guess in the way you can say it is we want to have a be a centralized source of information and a decentralized platform. So we're building Canada into the Bloomberg of cannabis. Um, a lot of what you're going to see people voting on in Canada is actually going to be to start. Starting actual commercial growth, um, personal growth, personal growth, or you're going to see a lot of um, pre-revenue cannabis companies that are, that are going to go through the governance voting structure. All right, and you you said blue something, and I, I apologize. I feel like I didn't catch that right away. Could you could you say that again? Uh, blue, the Bloomberg of cannabis. The Bloomberg of cannabis. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. Um, Sorry, I got I got some uh, I got some lawn stuff going on back here. 
Um, all right, so uh, you'll be, so the mint's going to happen in June. That's going to act as your pass into the Canadao. What what exactly is going to yield the token? Yeah, Church, why don't uh, why don't you give some background uh, on, on yourself and, and some stuff and, and kind of dive into some of these questions? Yeah, so the tokens can be uh, accumulated or or seed by planting seed, which is is our uh, run on on staking. The idea is that you can stake your seed to to get a return, and then the NFTs themselves act as a multiplier boost. So holding both seed and the NFTs and and staking them allow you to to dictate how much actual return that you're getting, depending on certain factors, and and this then plays into how the actual gameplay works. In terms of uh, holding an NFT is required to actually play the game and, and it serves as your base character, which lets you ta- undertake various actions in the current game and the, the games that we're planning in the future. All right. So what it is... So to give you a comparison to Crete, the NFTs that you guys are going to mint uh, in June for Canna Farm are going to be like the Genesis collection, right? And you need one of those to be able to play. But the difference here is you're not going to actually uh, yield seed through the NFT. What it is, is you're going to buy seed. You're going to be greenlisted to buy seed pre-sale before it goes to the market. You'll purchase your seed and you'll be able to purchase quite a bit of seed at a very low cost. You'll purchase your seed and then you'll stake that seed along with the NFT. And the number of NFTs you own acts as a multiplier for how how much seed uh, you earn for how, based on how much you stake. Is that correct, Church? Yes, sir. All right, got it. All right, and so Canna Farm is going to be the OG, man. Canna Farm is going to be the genesis. Um, it's not going to yield seed or anything. You'll be able to buy that seed. Now, if you stake that seed plus your NFT, um, that's going to act as a, as a multiplier, right? Um, all right, so... Um, let me see here. I'm trying to back up to where I'm at now. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the game a little bit. Um, how is the game played? What is it? Explain it to me. Is this metaverse? What are we doing here? Jesse or church. So it's a, it's a collaborative game in in a number of senses with hosting various uh, what we're calling convoy events. So you've got two different teams at the core of the Genesis Mints. You've got the, the stoned bankers and the rebel humans, and you have a chance of minting one of those uh, two sides at, at the beginning. Slightly different styles of gameplay and an item share within the game. And the idea is we're, we're hoping that, that, that through these different uh, different camps, we can promote guild-style gameplay and then have a few different mechanics uh, around that convoy, convoy-style approach going into that. So so what the convoy is, is the, essentially a, a loot drop or an, an airdrop opportunity. And then depending on votes and players on either side and their skill level, they can have their side win a proportionate share of that, that, that airdrop opportunity. So you've got uh, the individual level of gameplay as well as this group level of gameplay. All right. So when we're talking airdrops here, what what is it that folks are going to be getting airdropped? Was that going to be airdrop of seed, other identities? What are, what are we looking at there? 
Yeah, primarily it, it'll it'll initially be seed, but then yeah, this is this is the idea as we expand our collaborative network and uh, the other projects that have potentially come on board with us, as well as the uh, additional games. It'll, it'll be an opportunity to distribute other NFTs as well. Got it. Got it. Um, let's see here. Now you you talked about this convoy. You keep saying convoy, convoy. Um, can you explain the idea? And I know you described it briefly, but can you explain the idea of convoy um, a little bit more thoroughly? What do you mean by convoy? Like when sure. you say convoy, what I think is like uh, I think of like an army, like uh, uh, lining up to go, you know, uh, or with with a bunch of vehicles out somewhere. That's a that's a apt description in in, in the sense of the. Essentially, the the narrative is that the stone bankers want their, their their seed to get back to the vault, their, their seed from the farms that, that they own to get back to the vault. The rebel humans are, are then essentially trying to raid that convoy. So we've got this antagonistic approach between two different sides: that that either one side will win or the other side will win. Essentially, on a tug of war style of, of, of convoy gameplay, is going, "Hey, this convoy is getting from A to B. Does it end up at one direction or the other?" All right, so uh, we're talking tug of war here. Uh, we got the bankers and the humans, right? Um, the bankers are trying to transport the seed, I guess, from bank to bank or from you know whatever it is, um, and then the the humans are trying to essentially jack that seed from these bankers, yeah. right? Well, so let me give a little clarification on that. It's that, it's the stone bankers, um, which they basically use uh, bad farming practices. Um, to kind of again, it hurts the soil. It doesn't produce as, as good a yields for it. They're just trying to kind of maximize. Like again, they're they're bankers. Like they're shady. Nobody likes them. Well, the actual the rebel humans. It's they're kind of human animal hybrids. Um, which all of these characters and lore is built around a, a book called the Bio or a series called the Bioman Chronicles by Alfie Rustum, who's one of our contributors to the project. Um, they basically they're from the future. They want to come and kind of you know again save the environment, plants plant seed the correct way and you know grow their ganja grow their ganja better and kind of make it more sustainable um which that ties into really a lot with us too as far as what we want to do with our smart farms and our earth 420 like agricultural fund pillar so yeah i just want to say yeah they're rebel humans not humans for it rebel humos humos they're actually let's see the one if you all right if on the pin tweet at the top if you scroll to the right where it says Canafarm is launching soon, that's one of the humans. Uh, so it's a combination of human and animal. Human. Got it. They're, they're, humans. They're like humans. That's the big thing. All right, got it. I love it, man. Um, the Canafarm struggle is the enemy, but weed, no, seed is the remedy. Uh, play to earn. All right. So we got the, we got the, we, we got the humanals, right? Um, and we got the bankers. Um, so how do the humanals go about stealing the, the seed from the bankers? Is it by luck? Is it by stake? Is it by, like, how does that happen? So it's a, it's a voting and staking mechanism. Um, this is where the individual level of the gameplay comes in, is, is while there's not a convoy event happening, while there's not a, not a tug of war going on for the group, as an individual, there's the opportunity to quest uh, craft items and, and level up. So there's micro items and, and additional NFTs in game that essentially the, the user can equip to their main character NFTs and then use that to affect their odds and their strengths in the tug of war. 
Awesome. Okay, so in the in the idea of like the way for anybody that's familiar with creeps, right now we're like on a um, we're on packs. Um, excuse me. And so what we're able to do is kind of uh, open these packs and we get these new elements. Um, you know, whether that's uh, you know th things to build our ID lizard. And what it seems like you're talking about uh, is you would be getting you know being able to upgrade. Um, you know, different materials within your universe to be able to do that. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, exactly. you're, you're, you're on point with that. I would say where the uh, comparison differs is that I believe, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Lord, Lord, because you'll know, but I believe that once we mint the ID, once we've had all the traits and the ID's minted, that's it, right? We're not going to, that, that NFT is done. It's not going to continue to evolve with, with new traits and, and new uh, items, correct? Correct, as I understand it, yes, sir. Yeah, so the difference here is you're going to get an NFT that you'll be able to continue to evolve. You know, as new loot drops, as new new items uh, become available, as you're able to craft new things, you'll be able to continuously evolve your NFT. So that in, in that sense, there's a little bit of a difference, I think. Got it. Now, here's the big question. Are these going to be gasless experiences? That, that is a million dollar question. Go ahead, George. We, we, we thought about a lot about that. Um, uh, given different takes on value of like NFTs being on ETH mainnet versus, yeah, the actual, the actual game experience. So we're looking to have it be a, a bridge experience where we, we start off with the initial mint of NFTs on ETH mainnet, but then provide a bridge to, to Polygon. So the gameplay experience is uh, a lot cheaper and, and the transactions aren't, aren't nearly as expensive. Got it. Understood. And the whole time now, so um, as the people are upgrading or, or getting these things while there's not convoys going on and there's not uh, um, group things happening and working on um, as, as individuals, um, as they upgrade their individual convoys or, or armies or um, animals, right, or, or I'm sorry, humanals, um, uh, are they as you upgrade it, do you start earning more or do you have a um, multiply more of your seed as it's staked? Part of that is, is having better items does provide you uh, a quicker experience in the, the questing and the crafting. So as you level up, you're, you're, you're gaining experience the whole way through and then that puts you in a better position to, to earn other NFTs and win subsequent prizes. There's not a direct correlation between uh, the multiplier of an NFT and, and it leveling up, that's that's fixed, but the bonus and the experience of the additional items do play into that on the whole. Got it. Well, that's not a horrible thing though, right? I mean, that's, a, that's great for the little guy, right? That means that anybody can come in at any point of the game um, and be able to earn um, or, or multiply the seed that they've purchased, right? And hey, Red, for for a second, uh, would you mind bringing up Eric Benz, uh, the actual one of our one of the they're the primary candy contributor? Um, I want to let him speak a little bit. I know some people here are probably excited to hear what he has to say about the vision for the project and everything. Love it, bro. Yeah, and Church, if you want to hit that question, that'd be great too. And yeah, definitely, definitely, that's uh, that's what we've geared towards. We we really want to consider that the little guy, as you said, and, and new players coming into the ecosystem over time. We've got, and I think Eric can speak to this a little bit more in a in a sec. Is is we've got a, a really large vision for the the canvas and the the wider ecosystem. So we really want to be sensitive to to people being able to get involved at any point in any level. Absolutely. 
Big bad Eric Benz, the brains behind the project. Is that right? Hey, guys. Welcome to the Canaverse. What's up, homie? How you doing? Great to be here. Thanks for making the time. And it's nice to uh, see my fellow Web3 crypto knights, um, growers, farmers alike. You know, we're all here for one common goal, and that's to elevate this industry and redefine what this leaf represents and you know we're all here to have fun while we do it um and uh and and really tackle a a common theme and and that's you know liquidity and um you know commercial viability i love it man um and so what was uh was the canada is this whole thing um your brainchild is this something that you've you've cooked up and developed um, well, I don't want to take credit for, um, you know, the, the hard work that, you know, a lot of people have put into bringing this idea into fruition. Um, we have many Canon contributors uh, working uh, uh, around the clock nonstop to make sure that, you know, this DAO is unlike any other DAO. Uh, we are here to really showcase real world yield in ways never before achieved, as well as work together to achieve a decentralized framework that will allow this DAO to act in ways that have not been done before by other DAOs. No speculation, no degenning, just true, actual, um, real-world yield that will aggregate into data and information and, and, and turn that into value. And, you know, I had this idea for Canada about eight years ago um, when I was uh, with Changely, um, starting that business up. And, you know, this idea has been burning in my brain for a long time. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, now after doing all the stuff, um, uh, you know, with, with finance and redefining, you know, what we associate as being money or what we know about money, um, you know, now I'm doing the same thing for cannabis and money is a 2000 year old problem. It's not an easy thing to, to fix. And, uh, you know, look at this industry and look at what's happening and, you know, look at how we're redefining what money actually means. And, uh, and now we can focus on redefining what this leaf actually means and, uh, and change cannabis for, for good, because that's what it's all about. This plant is powerful. This plant is not only transforming industry, but it's saving lives, right? Concrete, air quality, medicine, biofuel, paper and pulp, animal feed. Um, notice I didn't talk anything about smoking pot, right? Because that's an obvious one. We all smoke pot. But at the end of the day, this plant is bigger than you or me. And this plant is going to save humanity from itself, and we're going to be a big part of that. So, you know, you, you're, you've thrown a lot of stuff at us right there, um, you know, talking about all the, the utility of it and everything um, in regards to, to cannabis. Um, what, is your, what is your vision here? What is the, the end goal for you um, when you think about Canada? And then I want to ask you about the Canada contributors. Yeah, so as far as the, the end goal, I mean, there is no uh, end goal. The, 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 the main purpose of what we're trying to do is to provide scalable tooling that allows growers and farmers and businesses and um, community members alike to be able to access derivatives, indexes, uh, um, you know, quality bits of data that, you know, will allow people to stop, you know, uh, nickel and diming each other and, and infighting and you know, elevate this industry to where it needs to be. And that's more on the industrial um, asset class side, you know. So as hemp gets categorized into an industrial asset class in the next couple of years, 
uh, in the United States alone, you're going to see a massive transformation taking place. So, you know, that, that end goal is to obviously be the Bloomberg of cannabis. Uh, what does Bloomberg do? Well, that's what we're going to do for cannabis. And, and we have a very good idea as, how, as, as to how that's going to be done. Um, I think with what we're launching with, you know, our, our canna farm here, this is a testament to who we are and what we believe as being important. This game is there to teach people about the benefits of Mother Nature, right? This game is not here so people can, you know, uh, smoke dope with Snoop in the metaverse. This game is actually there here for a purpose. Um, we want to be able to educate people about the power of this plant. You know, these rebel humans are so beautiful, these beautiful mystical creatures coming from the future bioverse, these half men, half animals to really rescue humanity and, and save these seeds. Because if these stone bankers fuck these seeds, then literally in the process of fucking these seeds, they're fucking humanity. So I want to right? talk, so, I, I, I don't want to talk about that real quick. Um, uh, it seems like you're, uh, you're, you're super, uh, and, and I don't know about it cause I'm not, I'm not in the field, but, um, you seem, yeah, you, you seem super, um, uh, uh, there, there's concern with you about growing and how, um, people aren't doing well with the grow process or they they may be doing things the wrong way with that. That seems to be a huge, um, problem in your industry. At least that's what I'm kind of getting through. Um, I think it's more, it's more about the, it, it, right. That's one. Also, with assisting growers that currently operating growing supply model, uh, better tooling and auditability to improve their current business. And then three is to, you know, elevate the markets into uh, new markets and acquire new customers. Uh, capital is extremely important. And right now, that's not possible with cannabis businesses. So, by able to access that capital and deploy that capital. We have, um, you know, quite a lot of growth and opportunity. I feel horrible because you're rugging and I felt like I was finally. That will um, come to both existing. I feel horrible because uh, you're uh, rugging. Um, and I think that I, I finally got the, the light bulb a little bit. Um, did I understand you correctly with saying that you want to be able to help people with their grows, um, provide them with the literature and education to be able to do it appropriately and properly. Um, and that you aim to do that through, through this, uh, through this project. Did I, did I understand that correctly or, uh, but you that got is, really rugged. That, yeah. That, that is correct, and, and I would call it loss of signal. A rug means quite different things where I come from. Um, but, yeah, so apologies for my signal. But, um, yeah, to, to define you know, and, and clarify, it's not only the current growth and actually you know, physically having to touch flower. Um, mind you, uh, you, know, you also have now an opportunity to educate and expose anybody in the world, no matter who they are or where they are, to this blooming industry and they don't have to touch it or smoke it to be educated and to be incentivized by it. So what are, what are some of the common issues that you find in the, in the growth space in general? I mean, as I mentioned before, uh, regulatory, uh, access to capital, uh, uh, compliance, you know, fits into regulatory. Um, and we also have stigma. 
right? There's so much stigma associated with this plant that it prevents people from actually uh, accepting that this is the way or a better way or the future or something that is good for you, right? The stigma associated with this plant is so thick that it's, it's actually almost demoralizing to the people that work with this or use this plant. Um, and, and what I say is, you know, all consumption is medical at the end of the day. So uh, what we need to do to achieve this new mindset and to integrate this, this business and plan into our, our everyday lives is to destigmatize, democratize, and, and decentralize. Uh, you know, it's the triple D effect. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done and a lot of lobbying, a lot of uh, uh, hand-holding. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is with a framework that allows us to do that. So is that to say that the Canada, the, the funds within that, that DAO, so some of the voting mechanisms that might take place are voting on um, – um, which growers might be able to get seed funding to um, start their operation or to expand their operation? Am I, am I understanding this correctly? 100, 100%, because they can't do that with the traditional banks or the traditional financial um, uh, infrastructure at the moment. And also, to, my, to, to, to add to that, we're just here to leverage data to add intrinsic value. All right. Let's talk about leveraging data. Uh, what kind of data is it that you're um, that you're hoping to get and share? So um, the data right now that you have is very fragmented. Uh, that fragmented data leads to a lot of inefficiencies, as well as um, inaccessible kind of information, which creates a lot of confusion. Um, so uh, as far as you know, what we're doing on the Canada side. You're looking really at a lot of the areas, for example, on the, the, the derivative side, indexing, benchmarking, and overall, you know, business operations, right? It's not really about the eighths or the quarters or the ounces anymore. You're talking about massive, massive, massive quantities of, of hemp and, and, and plant that's going to, you know, be used for much bigger, bigger things. You know, on the infrastructure side, growers, manufacturers, wholesalers, retailers. So when you so when you say derivative, when when, when, when the, the the most that I know about like a, a derivative is is the an NFT, right? Um, creating a derivative of your NFT. You seem to be using the term um, in in regards to uh, grow operations. So, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, I'm referencing different uh, operations that could be using this infrastructure. We're not a grower. We're not a delivery company. We're not a, a dispensary. You know, we are pure data. We, we are pure value. And we are here to provide the necessary tools for growers and, and uh, consumers alike to access this information in ways that have never been available before to transform this industry from being this uh, I'd like to call it a, a flea because it's very small in terms of market cap, similar to, to crypto, actually. It's actually very similar in terms of market cap. Um, actually, cannabis is way more now that crypto has completely crashed. So um, Yahoo for cannabis. Um, and, uh, and you know, this is, this is going to really uh, be a very interesting uh, segue into what this um, industry is going to be in terms of, you know, public listings and uh, accessibility into other markets as the regulation and the regulatory climate, you know, uh, opens up. 
Awesome. So when you're talking about derivatives, you're talking about folks who are able to take the data that you have provided, put their own spin on it and start their own operations through seed funding that you've created through this project. Am I, am I understanding that correctly? Increasing cash flow with community, um, as well as, you know, a, a bunch of other things. Now, I, do we have James here? Maybe James can attest to a lot of the more, uh, you know, on the on the revenue and the commercial viability side, as well as on the derivative side, we can kind of attest to that now. James, you want to speak? James would be Jay Y on 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 the chat here. Yeah. Has he requested? I think he might have just requested. This. All right. So now this is where it's getting interesting. Um, the derivative you, you thing. You see why I'm bullish here, little lord? Like I invest in teams just like I did with Creeps, and these guys have me bullish. As fuck, they're Thank an you. actual team. They have Fire. actual product. Yeah. They know yeah, exactly, exactly what the fuck they're doing. This is the type of thing that you fucking get into in a bear market, in my opinion. This is this is where this is the, the type of shit that you buy. Look, guys. Look, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been doing this for over ten years, watching some of the biggest unicorn companies in this space. I know what not to fucking do, and I know what to do. And I'm telling you right now that we're ticking every box, and you know. Right now as well, we're, you know, looking for community to support our efforts into, you know, where we need to place ourselves. We're not here to run in any specific direction. We're walking where we need to go, and we're going to get there. Hey, guys. Love what you guys are doing here. Thanks for having us. Um, look, I come from the real-world operations, and one of the reasons that attracted me to crypto was a lot of things that were being – the ball being dropped – in traditional banking. So I operate a lot of farms in Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, 26 different countries that we own and operate on. Some of them are hemp and cannabis. Uh, a lot of them are perishable fruits and vegetables. And unfortunately, anytime that we do certain transactions, even internally, it sometimes takes up to 28 business days to actually get funds mm. because it doesn't just go through banking. It goes through rural banking, central banking, and then in certain countries that we occupy in, like Laos or Vietnam or Cambodia or Myanmar, it has to go to the post office. All right. This is this is mad. We're living in 2022 and people are still getting paid through the postal service. So this is one of the reasons why, you know, uh, we, we started looking at crypto from the ag space is because, number one. 600 million people that live below the poverty line of $2 a day, this is what it's affecting. Because why? The intrinsic value, the daily value of survival comes from daily farmers and growers. Now, if we're talking in the United States, especially in cannabis, being state governance, from the supplier's point of view, from the manufacturer's point of view, from the wholesaler's point of view, and the retailer point of view, every single stage you're getting taxed at. That's why there's still a gray market. This farm bill did not help the growers. In fact, they set such a high bar that, well, this is one, this is a crop that has multiple uses. We talk about derivatives. We can look up what hemp does. We can look up what cannabis does, but why isn't it commoditized? Like corn, for example, like wheat, like sugar, like cotton. There are more uses for hemp. This plant has more usage than these other crops. Yet right now, it's because it's been stigmatized that a grower in cannabis or hemp can't go to a bank and just get a loan. Their loan is collateralized based on their land or their home or their house. 
right? And if I want to grow my business, cash flow positive, I can't do a bridge financing. I cannot get, you know, I cannot expand on land. I can't borrow more money to to build a greenhouse or to do more drip irrigation or things like this. And this is the thing where Canada is coming into play where let's create a more frictionless model where the community can actually help engage through project financing or project staking or other staking uh I guess, other ways that we can actually assist the growers. So this crop, it shouldn't be just a state crop or provincial crop or anything like this. It should be, it should be able to export. But because we have certain, uh, I guess, lack of liquidity in this community, this is where, this is one of the reasons why we're reaching out. This is one of the reasons why we're having these discussions because to make people more aware, to make people understand. Now, accountability is something very, very important. What if, for example, what if you were to, let's take it take it out of context. What if you went to the supermarket or the farmer's market? And instead of looking at a brand, you're able to, because there is a QR code, right now we can connect it. Using the blockchain, we're able to see who was growing it, where it was delivered, what was the vertical integration, who handled the product, but what if we take it one step further? What if we're able to do insurance? What if we're able to underwrite that commodity? What if we're able to say, for example, you get sick from, uh, you get salmonella or you get something that gave you a stomach flu. What if you're able to take care of your medical bill because we're part of a process that is very transparent. Now at the same note, what if this person is expanding on their operations, doing things properly? right? Everything that they're doing on the operation, on the farm level, shouldn't they be gratified? Shouldn't they be monetized? They're not. It, it, at the end of the day, you still have the dispensaries, you still have the retailers, you still have the big uh, corporations that list. And everyone's seen the, you know, the last couple of years, most of these green stocks dumped, mainly because they've been focusing on the systems. They haven't focused on the operation. And this is where Canada is really coming into play is because let's focus on the little guy. What what do the mom and pops, what do the non-LISCO companies need in order to do a better job, in order to get the right equipment, in order to expand on what they enjoy? Because look, unlike other industries, farming is, sorry, sorry, pardon my French, it's fucking hard. I've been doing this for 13 years and I have growers that's been doing this for three generations. It is bloody fucking hard, yet they still do it. It's because passionate. If you're not going to grow their food, who is? If you're not going to do this, who is? So why are we not giving, you know, when's the last time that you've seen uh, a farmer start bawling? No way, man. It's everyone else except them. And this is the part where we actually engage in that community, where we get people involved, where we start creating this liquidity pool for them to expand, to show this really provenance or transparent market, which it should be. We keep on talking about, hey, is this organic? Is this safe? Is this this? But yet we're not willing to, we're not willing to embrace this technology that we already have. It's viable. It's been available since for at least almost 10 years. Yet, because of APIs, because of budgets, that's kind of a bullshit answer. I mean, right now, even within our own community, within our own business, we've been actually invoicing USDC 
mainly because the countries that we occupy and trade on, the currency is very volatile. So when I'm sending something from Cambodia or Philippines or Indonesia into Japan, we're not we're not doing the local currency to yen. We're just doing USDC. So therefore, there is no volatility. And it's so quick that most of our growers right now are so used to, all right, you know, they're waiting one or two weeks to get paid. Now it's 15 minutes. They're happy. They don't mind getting deep discounts because they get paid first. Any kind of business model. Sorry, I, I talk a lot. So you can get, jump in and cut me yeah, off. So I was going to say, so the, the, the growers that you're working with, the farmers that you're working with, I'm guessing that you've set them up with wallets and, and uh, um, that they're able to convert right away. Is that what's happening? And how are you yes. rewarding through this system that you're setting up? How are you determining which grower um, gets rewarded with um, extra in the instance that you said, hey, this person's doing a really good job. They deserve something extra. How are you, um, how does, how do the growers get to, uh, what, what is the criteria that's designed that says that this grower deserves a bit more? Well, that's a great question. Look, at the very beginning, to answer the wallet question, we were very hesitant. We're like thinking like everyone else, hey, are you going to teach a farmer how to open a wallet? Remember the first time you guys all, everyone on here opened a wallet? Probably most of us forgot what that wallet was. There's still probably some ETH in there, right? But the thing is, money incentivizes. Getting paid within a day compared to waiting 28 business days, that's a good motivator. That is a good way for everyone to learn. So getting them onto the chain, that wasn't difficult. That was quite easy. Now, how do we incentivize them? That is a great question, is data, like Eric mentioned. So once we start deploying data metrics and sensor equipment, like precision farming tools, onto their farm, these data are mined. Now, mined in a different way because this can actually be mined for metrics on the observatory, government levels, but more importantly, for the wholesale level because now we're able to do options, we're able to do projections, we're able to see the demand and supply curve 30, 60, 90 days ahead of the time because now we actually know the soil composition, the atmospheric composition, the yield, the quality, and the quantity that is actually in the soil while it's being grown. And this uh, is the part where we, we reward them. Okay, so so all right, so now I think I'm starting to um, little by little as we talk, I think I'm starting to understand the program a little bit more. So as I understand it, um, the game aside, I'm just going to put that. I'm just going to put that aside. Okay, I want to make sure that I understand the operation of it. Okay, so what's happening is that you guys already have and work with several different farms all around the globe. The data that the data that Eric Benz is talking about, and, and or that you all have been talking about, is that you guys are getting or, or already have in place certain small things and bits of technology that help you understand um, how things are being grown, what the yield size is going to be, the nutrients that were put in, what that yielded, what yielded more, what yielded less, and what's going to happen is all that data that you guys are talking about, um, which would 
would be centralized at, at some point would be decentralized to the holders who own this token to be able to say, hey, you've got all this data. Now you can see what works and what doesn't, um, you know, in, in, in climates and in, in, in rainy weather and warm weather and whatever it is in, in the desert or, or in, in the forest. Um, and all that data is is centralized in a place then decentralized by the, the holders who all have access to it and now can create their own derivatives or, or clones of, of um, whatever was grown uh, because they're able to put their, their own spin on it. Am I understanding this correctly? And then with the money that is created through the DAO, some of these farmers would be able to petition if, they, if they're a holder to say, hey, I need some new equipment that is going to provide me more data, um, which would then be given back to the holders as well. Am I, am I understanding this clearly? You are. So as uh, Chris mentioned and Eric mentioned, there are three key components to our operations. The DAO, obviously the community, um, and through that, it will start as a centralized and slowly decentralized because we will have to create that information. Uh, and part of that is, you know, content. Part of that is information, where it goes, how it's correlated, how it's, how it's checked. Another part is the asset where we call Earth 420, where we're actually doing real farming, where we're actually plugging and playing with real farms that exist and real operators. And then we have the Caniverse, where everything meta and everything crypto NFTs take place. Now, these three proponents will act and correlate with each other. The community engages and sees where, where the weak link in the chain needs attention in the real world. At the same time, in the Caniverse, we're able to create liquidity to actually help finance the Earth 420, the real digital asset, the real assets of the world. And because they're actually participating, we're able to share and reward the Caniverse and NFT holders and token holders that, that reward functionality. Now, in any business model, crypto and non-crypto, it's all about a pricing model. This is one of the reasons why we discussed about the Bloomberg of cannabis. It's because when you have metrics, what is that metric correlating to? That intrinsic value that you're adding to this data. Now, data, what, raw data coming in, if you don't sort it, define it, and match it, it's just data going to you know wherever. But what we're actually trying to do is how to add value, how to price it to a point where the Caniverse as well as the physical assets can benefit. And this is the part right now that we see there's a major gap between this space for this ag space where all this technology that we've developed in the last 25 years, even if we're talking commodity crops, take away the grants and subsidies, let's see how the commodity crops do. You can look it up. I can tell you, being a sugar farmer and rice farmer, without those commodities, price, for rice and sugars would not be what it is today. So and this is this is the uh, sorry, go on. I'm sorry. So you know, talking about all this, uh, one of the things that comes to mind right, right off the bat, and I know we're not, um, but but um, like the issues that are going on with Ukraine and Russia right now, um, how how would would instances like that affect your um, your growers and 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 data even? Um, in, in those types of scenarios and, and how would you, um, 
yeah, I guess I don't know. How would you be able to assist those those growers in, in potential times like this? Well, that's where the Dow really comes into because right now you have to outweigh the risk and the reward. Sometimes, like people have, for example, we'll take an example of uh, a couple years ago, we have a carrot grower. Three generations, they've been growing carrots. We came in place, we put down sensors, we checked their soil composition, we looked at longitude, latitude, and we looked at it and said, no, you would actually do better with pineapple than you would with carrots. They were like, no, this is not going to work. This, we've been doing three generations of carrots and celery. We're not going to do that. And then we said, okay, let's do a test. Let's do a test area. Lo and behold, less nutrients. It was the best atmosphere composition. It was the best location for it. And now they, they, they converted. Now what I'm saying is, what if you were able to grow in this area where you don't need to import? Where, where it's locally, it can actually be produced. And yet, at the same time, in Canada, why are we even setting up cannabis farms in, in Saskatchewan and other places that don't even have enough sun uh, or, or actually enough the right composition? Why, why are we not doing it in other places? I mean, because you, you, have, you have this LISCO budget that you put. Now, look what happened. It doesn't make financial sense because they're not growers. They don't understand. Some things are meant to be imported. Some things are meant to be exported. Some things are meant to be locally. So again, when we have the Dow, we have the right information. We have the right kind of community. We have the right professionals. We have the right domain knowledge and expertise on the panel, talking to each other, communicating with each other, letting people know. This is a better choice if we did it this way. Instead of growing locally, maybe you should actually import because it's actually cheaper with your neighboring countries. So talking about import, export, uh, we're talking farmers here. Um, I want to get into the the little guy and the individual. And uh, I really want to know how crypto grow NFT, um, where, where, they, where, where you guys, crypto NFT come into play. Um, uh, I apologize. I said that wrong. Crypto grow NFT, where you come into play for the individual grower in your app. Can you, can you tell us a little, give us some information about that? Jesse? Yeah, uh, Jesse, did you want to talk about that or do you want me to go over it? No, I could touch on that. Yeah, so um, so four years ago, uh, we, we started designing and, and, and uh, patenting a system that makes it easy for anyone to grow cannabis uh, right from their couch. So um, we do that by controlling the environmentals for a plant to just maximize the genetics. Uh, we started with cannabis just because there's a lot of problems and issues with cannabis. You know, I think Church spoke to, to one earlier, which is very clear, which is in Australia, you can grow it, but where do you buy it? Um, and the legislation has been passed down from, from state to state and government to government that started in Colorado in 2013, protecting, protecting home growth. Um, so it's a good place to start. Uh, we already like cannabis, and there's there's global issues with cannabis that we've been speaking to here now for some time. So um, so why not make it easy? Uh, so so we, we built a system, you know, with high powered grow LEDs, uh, which are full spectrum, 110 watt output, temperature and, and humidity regulation, and precision watering. So uh, it's as simple as uh, you know, getting the NFT is only 4,200. Uh, and those all are backed by a product. So the product gets sent to you after you purchase the NFT. And then uh, once you get your product, uh, comes with the free app, 
the app makes it really easy to start growing. Uh, it's just five questions. Um, regular or clone? Uh, oh, sorry, regular, regular or autoflower? Uh, seed or clone? If it's a clone, how old is the plant? Uh, what's the soil? You select that from a drop-down menu. Um, you know, knowing the soil medium uh, from the drop-down menu makes the only variable the water. So you're right to, you're you're then can water quite precisely. Um, and then uh, the final question is, what strain is it? Again, from a drop-down menu. And so with our data and everything on the back end, we can then set the recipe with these five questions, which we then provide the environmentals for every stage of the plant's growth cycle. So a seed is treated differently than a late veg is treated differently than, than, than the plant that's going into harvest. And all this data then gets kind of aggregated into a pool, right, where we're now developing this machine learning system and providing more information for more growers. And we can expand on that and, 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 and provide, you know, data for growers, whether it's a single system that grows cannabis, where it's a, a community grow. Uh, where they grow peppers and everything, uh, you know, indoors or whether it's a large agricultural farm. So we just fit really, really nicely into, into, into the Dow and, it, uh, into, in, into everything that, you know, we're all kind of aligned with. Um, so, uh, it's, it's been amazing. Um, you know, we're working with, with Canada now and, um, building products, uh, you know, the play to earn game. Which again is is a farm. Um, so uh, it's all growing. Uh, our tagline is "Let's fucking grow," and uh, it works well. <laughs> yeah, bro. It sounds like the uh, it sounds like your your device here is the Fitbit for weed, um, and kind of tells you like, hey, uh, you know, most most growers are experiencing this, um, or have burned this much light, or have. Um, use these types, absorb these many nutrients and stuff like that. Uh, if, if I'm understanding it correctly, um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know. Are, go ahead. I'm, I apologize. I thought you. Oh no, 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 no. What were you saying, bro? Yeah, no, no, no. That's exactly what it. It just that's what it reminds me of is the um, the Fitbit of weed for sure. Um, kind of giving you like, uh, the data for your day, you know what I mean? Uh, whereas the Fitbit tells you how many, how many steps you've taken, how many calories you've burned. Um, this tells you what, uh, what nutrients have been used, how, how far along it's grown, um, and things like that, uh, w w which I, I really like. I, I did have a question. Are you, um, uh, am I tripping or have you made TikTok videos about this device? Uh, we, we have some videos uh, all over the place, but uh, I, I haven't made any TikTok videos. I know some other people have, but no. Okay. All right. No, no. I thought that I saw something similar or, you know, um, I'm recalling, man. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, um, I don't know what I saw, bro. I don't, I don't remember yesterday. So, but I swear that those, I saw those are, per, those are personal TikTok videos of Jesse. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I swear well, that Rev. I saw somebody uh, with a, with a grow app, but I feel like this takes it a little bit further in the sense that it combines data with other users. Um, and I think that that's where I mean, yeah, look at, Oh, I was just going to say, I was just going to say what you might've seen. Um, we were at NFT LA. We were also at uh, Puff House. We were presenting the machine uh, to a bunch of people and people were taking videos and stuff. So people might've like added that because Jesse was like showing everyone how easy the app works sort of 
how if you're growing a cookie strain, we already have in the app um, a set amount of strains that you can kind of choose from if, if that's what you're uh, growing on there. So it might have been something just from people um, seeing us at these events that we were at. Wow, man. All right. Uh, that's fucking yeah, awesome. I mean, if you haven't clicked on the Crypto Grow account and taken a look at the machine and the device, it's also just a beautiful piece of artwork in and of itself. It's something that you would want to have on display, like in your office, in your you know bedroom, in your living room, wherever it is. I mean, it's just a beautiful machine. It's going to be growing beautiful buds, and it's going to be helping you earn you know a little bit of crypto as you grow. I love the idea of having this in the office. And and for all the creeps in here, I mean, you guys, you guys get it. You guys understand investing in teams, right? Like Joe and Dom are the people, they're the reason that we've stuck around that we're, that we've held from, you know, all the way up to 10 ETH and all the way back down to, you know, sub sub one ETH. Like that's why we're here. We're here for the teams. Look at this team. Look at Eric, what he's already done in FinTech, what he's already delivered, all the companies that he's built and, and created. Look at James. Look at what he's done. Look at what he's doing and where he is in, in his industry. Look at Jesse. Look at what he's done and how he how he's invested four years of his life in building this machine. Like these are the kind of teams. These are the kind of people that you can trust your you know ETH with in in upper down markets, whatever it is. Like that's what I invest in and. I know as, as fellow creeps and people in this room, that's what you're investing in. And it doesn't get better than this team right here. They're all stars. They're already done it. They're already proven as far as like delivering the actual product itself. Uh, you know, the, the person who's, who's running the, the actual physical product delivery is somebody who's delivered Redbox to everywhere in the fucking country. So, I mean, we know what we're doing. Like, again, choose teams, invest in teams. You're not going to lose. Beautiful. And it uh, looks like we got a question from uh, Ice Toad. Let's see what we got here. What up, Icy? What's up, Ice Toad? How can we help you tonight? Yeah, hey, guys. Hope you're doing well in this uh, interesting market environment that we're experiencing the last uh, little, way, little while, I guess, especially today. Um, uh, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been in the legal cannabis industry in both the U.S. and Canada now, and uh, I I really got interested in this platform. I mean, I think it was pretty early on because Eric was communicating it as a decentralized investment platform, and I almost feel like either you guys are taking on too much at once, or the the that decentralized investment platform is kind of becoming lost in this mix of various aspects that you're adding on here the Bloomberg aspect and the, and the earth 420 and the game and stuff. Um, can you speak to that? And um, can, can you tell me why exactly the game is the focus initially? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with 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 these these types. Sorry, of, let me oh, speak, Jesse. Yeah, thank sure, you. of course. So, in order to create community, in order to actually engage um, and to really differentiate yourself, you have to do what's necessary. And in order to really engage and to create um, uh, that that kind of uh, excitement, as well as to showcase who we are and what we're about, and exactly how we want to build the other components of this underlying ecosystem and infrastructure, it's important that we do things right. And it's also important that we go with market sentiment. It's also important that we make it fun. So is this a focus for us? And by the way, uh, 
is this an actual uh, World of Warcraft or a, uh, uh, a Sims or a, a Farmville game? Or is this a blockchain game with uh, a token economy that is here to excite community in the run-up to launching the down? So let's just be very specific here. Um, we have a phenomenal roadmap with the Caniverse and how that B2C customer is going to also be uh, educated as well as incentivized and how that plays into the representation and also the involvement of how that DAO grows as well. Just to, so are, to... we, are we biting too much off? Mm, I would say yes, if it wasn't me speaking to the community at the moment. Okay. I think my track record and my background and the businesses uh, speak for itself in terms of their successes. Oh, oh yeah, I, I totally am not trying to disrespect your background and your uh, and your. Uh... No, I just I, I appreciate. I didn't I didn't mean it like that. I just saying that we we are completely docked here. We do know what we're doing, and as far as GameFi, gameplay, blockchain, crypto, NFTs, tokenomics, you name it, it's it's happening. So we're very organized. We're also hiring. So please send your JDs. Uh, your your uh, links, your profiles. Let us know how you can help. I mean, I guess I guess all of that just seems like it take. It's not not it's not a decentralized investment platform. And well, and, you're right. The decentralized investment platform comes at the stage when the decentralized infrastructure is ready to support it. Right now, in order to create any decentralized landscape, what do you have to do? Well, you have to take that centralized idea and navigate it with centralized regulations in order to achieve a decentralized ecosystem. Anybody who tells you that they're completely decentralized from the get-go is lying. And let's just be honest with each other. In order to achieve true decentralization, in order to actually be scalable uh, 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 in the spirit of DeFi in all things Web3, we're going to have to work together to do that. And I'm not here to tell you I have all the answers, but I am here to tell you I know exactly what we need to do and who we need to lean on to try and make, a, make, make an impactful um, uh, plan. Um, yeah, I mean, I totally understand that regulation is a huge barrier, and I mean, but that's kind of an uncertain sort of uh, resolution timeline, I guess. Well, no, not at all. I mean, regulation is there to uh, not only uh, it, people look at regulation as being limited. I love regulation because then it gives me clear guidelines of how I can navigate it. Like, I don't, I don't see this all. Oh my God, there's regulation. Oh my God, there's compliance. Oh my God, big deal. So, no, like, I'm saying that regulation is a good thing, but we don't know exactly. what it's going to be here. Um, I think that we have a pretty good understanding. Data is going to be rewarded by regulators. Regulators are going to use blockchain more so. Everything is going to become more auditable. It's pretty pretty clear. And I think to, if I if I'm going to chime in here, Eric, um, just just to speak to to some of your question, Ice Toad. I think part of it is. Uh, you're not wrong in, in, in terms of seeing some disparity between how individual members of a, of a community and a, a DAO that we're building uh, aren't necessarily all on 100% the same conceptual page. That's partly by design is, is that it's going to take a lot of different tiers and frameworks to to really get across the, the, the level of infrastructure and collaboration that we're looking to provide. I think a large part that Eric is speaking to there is that any large-scale decentralized investment platform that approaches 
the markets that we that we want to engage with has a lot more moving parts than than simply a stock platform or uh, you know a crypto dex or or some sort of automated market maker. We need to have the right data. We need to have the right infrastructure. We need to have the right policy and and, and regulatory guidance. We need to have the right education. All these tiers of you know. The, the members of our team, from from myself to, to Eric to James, were were looking at to, to Jesse and, and and everyone that was involved. We're looking at it going, okay, how do you tackle this at a global level? How do you ha- tackle this at a at a credit commons or circular economy level? How do you tackle this at uh, a regulatory and collaborative stage? And I think to build some of the things that you know you've probably heard from Eric at various stages, and, and to get that going in the mix is is we really need a down. To, to build that, we need, you know, we need to we need to provide some sort of structure for people to self-select into our community, identify their passions, and, and become a part of what we're doing. That's where you know the the underlying value of a PFP game and and community comes from. At all is like you you could go into any NFT PFP community and go, well, you know, what's the value? What's the focus here? What's what's this game about? And so on. And and some of them, you know, just dressed up scams in a sense, whereas what we're trying to use the game and, and the, this wider ecosystem for is, is is the ability to appeal to layers of interest beyond just, you know, growing and smoking weed. Like a, a, a lot of people are tangentially involved in that and it's a, a wider branded community and growing community than than just a direct relation to the plant. There's, there's entire media and marketing brands to be had around this space. So I think it's really about providing uh, a tokenized ecosystem that allows people who are interested to, to sound out. Like part of part of how we're designing the tokenomics is to, to really have a place in the governance. You, you need an NFT, you need some seed, you need some of the tokens that, that we're building. So part of that gamification really helps provide a platform for, for showing skin in the game and actually you know, like there's, there's been, we're, we're, we're brutally aware of how many crypto slash cannabis slash what have you hype projects that have been before that have just been a meme pump and dump and, and sort of just looking to scout users. We're really trying to build a, a concerted effort towards having communities that last and, and that actually are, you know, more like a family and an, and an actual community. I, I think if we don't have some sort of method for, for testing the stickiness and engagement of, of people in that community, then then we're not doing the right thing. Uh, and I, I hope that that speaks a little color to your question and, and, and what Eric was filling out there. I mean, I understand building a community, but I guess I just don't see the way that a token that's not connected to the main governance token really ends up doing that. But that's all, I'll leave it at that. Well, I'd, I'd like to get some examples of other projects that have, you know, built communities that are actually scalable or like have many opportunities of like recurring revenue of like, like there's yeah. nothing on the market right now that's actually doing anything of value in my opinion. Like, okay, so you're a JPEG. Okay, so you're a game. Okay, well, what's the point? And, and and just to just to, to tag on what what you're saying there again, Eric, and, and, and speaking to your question, I suppose is is I mean it's not become uncommon for there to be a delineation in the tokenomics between a, a governance token and either 
uh, a rebate token or some sort of value token. We can we can point to lots of projects that have a, a separation between the governance token and the uh, the value token or some sort of stable, simply because it's become apparent over time that having them all collapsed into one isn't actually the best for, for clear voting and clear governance. It, it, it attracts a financial interest and people buy up votes, essentially. So part of this is what we're trying to address. So uh, sorry, which, go ahead, Rick. We, I'm sorry, which one is it that's going to allow you to vote in the DAO? Is it going to be the token or is it going to be the NFT? The, the, token, the, the token is, is the uh, actual pointed value for, for your vote, the, the Canna token. But then the NFT and Seed interact with Canna in terms of your rewards, your ability to, to, to play the game and uh, level up on your capacity to vote in different ways. So if you are not signaling your interest in, in, in what you're doing, it's, it's, it's much more likely that you're, you're a scout voter, that you're just, you're just buying it up for one benefit or another. So, I mean, I, I, I get where the question is coming from, but I, I also feel that there's something that could be, be turned on in its head. It's, it's a, a base assumption that, you know, in, in multiple communities, you do vote with an NFT. And this is a way to, 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 to better distribute the, the level of voting power. It's not all in the token. It's not all in the NFT. It's, it's distributed between both. All right. Well, uh, let me see here. I don't look, doesn't look like we have any other uh, questions, but I have one. Did, did, was there anything that I left out or anything that you, uh, you wanted to add to it? Something I might've missed, something I didn't talk about. Yeah, please follow uh, Canadao and CryptoGrow um, on Twitter, uh, just so you can kind of stay up to date with all the new creative rollout that we have going on as we push push towards our mint in a few weeks. Um, so just give us a follow, join the Discord, and then I will go back to you, Lor. Yeah, what's the mint date, and uh, how many are there, and what's the price? We're on Ethereum. We are minting forty two hundred NFT. Um, the price is going to be 0.042 ETH, and we have not announced the mint date yet, but I will say you want to follow along with our Twitter because a lot of information will be coming soon, and I'll leave it at that. Awesome, man. Uh, anything else? Hamza, you got anything else for us, buddy? Not too much, Lord Lord. Thanks so much for the time. I'm so glad that we got to share these like actual value products and uh, projects with the creeps. Uh, I know I know that you guys are a great community of diamond handers, and so I'm really excited for you guys to uh, have gotten the opportunity to, to learn about this. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously always, you know, DYOR, but, you know, again, look at the people that we have up here, look at the teams, go ahead and research it. It's all very docs. It's all right there for you. Look into Canada, look into who James Yao is, look into who Eric Benz is, look into who Jesse is. These are all, you know, serious people who have who have a history of delivering so i think uh you know again bet on teams and, and this is a team and, and these are projects that that i am definitely betting on myself i love it bro i had to add one more speaker <laughs> jacob uh jacob did you have a question brother yes i have a question well i have something to say it's more than a question um, jacob what's I'll, going on brother all right all right brother uh what i'm trying to say is you know in the last at least 15, 20 minutes, I heard all kinds of too many things about too many regulations and this and that. Um, 
as a guy that knows how to appreciate a, a good project, I have no doubt in my mind that it's more of a personal re- personal relationship. I mean, from what I heard, I love your project. We love you guys. We're going to support you. If we're going to get the same feedback back, like, you know, with the creeps, they, have, they always interact with us. They always uh, give us the good and the bad in the most uh, uh, beautiful way. Uh, if we feel that it's one of us, it's going to be an amazing project. And we are all going to support you 100%. So drop the whitelist. We will we will be waiting. Uh, I really want to see more of the real stuff rather than the educational stuff. Because when you're going to mint it, you don't think about governor. Where'd you go, Jacob? Jacob? You run, brother. Yeah, you, you run there. Oh. Yeah, I, I think I can answer a bit about what Jacob was saying, though. Um, yeah, 100%, like, with everything with Hums was speaking to as well, people are investing in teams. Um, again, that's one of the reasons why the people that work with Canada work with Canada. It's an elite team that we're excited to kind of, um, you know, ride, ride the ship with. So we're definitely going to make sure that James and Eric are very forward-facing and are involved with our community. And any questions that you guys have or anybody that's 50-50 or 100% in on the project want to know, you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So we're, we're going to make sure Beautiful. everyone's involved. Where Beautiful. Awesome, man. Hey, well, uh, you know, I guess uh, uh, Jacob's in, homie. Uh, it's going to be <laughs> – I'd love it. Hey, um Look, man, I know none of this stuff is easy, bro. It, it, it's just not. Um, um, I, I really like the ideas. I learned more about it in terms of like the, the data and stuff like that. Um, Crypto Grow NFT. I definitely want to be able to get you on the on the show um, uh, at some point again so that we can talk more about it. I know that you guys kind of patiently waited in the in the in the back there, um, but I am super interested in your in your project as well, and I want to make sure that we uh, uh, touch more on that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this show, I recommend that you go check out RedLegendStudios.com where you can find uh, shows like this and many others. Um, and then, uh, yeah, man, the Lord Lord NFT should be dropping here pretty soon. Um, everything's done. The contract's done. The art is done. Um, I got to get on this website, though. That's the that's the next, ta- next task at hand. I may reduce the supply. We'll see about that. Um, but, hey, uh, I appreciate you guys coming out tonight and uh, speaking with us. Uh, go make sure you like Canadao. Um, go in their Discord. Ask them the questions. If you've got hard, tough questions, um, ask them. You know, I'm sure that they're going to be happy to answer them. Um, and then you can make the best informed decision that you possibly can. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, it's not just about one of us. It's about all of us. And I will see you soon. Have a great one. <laughs>